Welcome, Black Kings and Queens, to Black Mind Chronicles. I'm your host, Chase Jackson. This podcast is a journey into the questions, stories, and mindsets of Black men and women on the topic of mental health and mental illness. We all often talk about so many things, but the one thing that matters, our own well-being. So let's dive in and start that conversation. In today's episode, we're going to discuss what is depression? What are the signs of depression? Is there a domino effect for the effects that cause depression in black minds? We're going to look at the voice of the people and what are the best practices on how to help those suffering from depression. My guest for this episode is Allison Burrell. Allison is running a private practice group called Elated Counseling Services in Shreveport, Louisiana. She's a certified trauma-focused CBT therapist. Her specialty is in sexual abuse and trauma. She is a certified TFCBT, that's trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy therapist in North Louisiana. She studied criminal psychology at King's College in London. She is a board member of the Till Rose Foundation, and you can visit her company website at elatedcounseling.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Allison Burrell. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course, of course. I I, I think this is amazing and um and I love the conversation. I appreciate it. I wanted to to do something for our people out there, you know, who are suffering from just all types of mental health um afflictions and, you know, just to help them know that they're not alone. You know, I wanted to do my part even though some things I haven't gone through, but that doesn't mean that I can't care about those things, you know. Right, right. No, I mean, I, I totally get that. And I think, you know, for me, that's one of the reasons why I went into the field. Um, I once was a kid that suffered from um, depression or, you know, um, trauma. I, I mean, I didn't know these words back then, but, um, you know, I didn't really have anyone that looked like me that I could go and talk to um, that um, didn't just tell me to pray about it. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I didn't realize that I would end up becoming a therapist, but, you know, that's kind of where I where I landed so that I could um, be a voice or be a, um, a space that people would feel comfortable um, talking about the things that you don't really get to talk about at home, and, and at least in this culture. Right, right. All right. Well, Allison, um, I'm going to go ahead and get started into our discussion for today. My first topic or first bullet point is, you know, what what is depression? You know, it says it's a, it's a mood disorder marked especially by sadness, inactivity, difficulty in thinking and concentration, a slight increase or decrease in appetite and time spent sleeping or having feelings of dejection and hopelessness and sometimes suicidal tendencies. So just looking at this, I, honestly, I can't say that I haven't felt some of this at some point in time. I haven't been diagnosed as depressed, but is depression then staying in these feelings for prolonged periods of time? You know, that's um, kind of a loaded question, and I'm glad you, you know, you started with this. Um, And before, like, we continue, is there any ground rules? Like, you know, because I am, I'm a different kind of therapist. That was my goal in the beginning. So I, I bring my country background you know um my 
who it is you want to say a background. I bring uh, my suburb background. So um, that's just who I am. But when we talk about depression, um, I mean, I've, like I said, I've studied overseas. I've, I lived in Colorado and Denver for a bit. Um, and so I've done therapy with different people um, from different places. So with that, you, you really start to see that depression is not just like marked by sadness or people struggling to concentrate. Um, right. You start to see that, you know, um, depression can look like people smiling. It can look like them um, being successful. You know, it right. can look like them having a steady job and, and um, having a, a, a nice support system. Um, so depression is very tricky. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so you have to, you can't really put it in one category. Uh, my, my specialty is trauma. And a lot of times um, I see, you know, the symptom or byproduct of trauma or PTSD can be depression. It can be anxiety, right? Like, so, you know, I might've been in a bad car accident and, um, you know, now every time I pass this certain space where I got into a car accident, now I'm anxious, you know, or my heart's racing, or maybe I'm kind of sad because now I got to figure out how to get me a car and my right. credit bag. Right. So, right. <laughs> so my mood is down, but when I go to work and when I'm talking with my family and friends, I turn on, right? Like I, I, I appear how they're used to me appearing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what um, depression can look like. Um, and, you know, uh, there's other caveats of depression of, you know, what I think we experience and see a lot in the, um, <clears throat> not just the black community, but a lot of communities is, you know, there's the thing as somatic symptoms. Are you familiar with that? I'm not, no. So somatic symptoms, um, are physical symptoms that appear from an emotional symptom, basically. Um, so, like, I'm depressed, so, you know, I might start appearing like, oh, I'm tired, let me go to the doctor, I'm going to be like, hey, my energy's low, I don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they may be like, well, you know, maybe you need to, like, decrease some bad foods or, you know. Right. Um, but what we like to do is, you know, some, we ask these questions when you come into therapy and we're like, um, you know, when's the last time you got blood work done? You might have a vitamin deficiency, right? Mm -hmm. So that would be a true physical symptom, right? Mm -hmm. So if my vitamin D is low, it's likely I'm going to have um, low energy. But that low energy, let's say the vi they get the blood work and everything's normal. So then people are like, well, then I don't know what's wrong. Like, <laughs> doctor, like, help me, you know. Mm. Um, but it turns out that's depression. You know, if it turns out maybe they had a bad breakup or, um, you know, didn't they got passed by off of job promotion, right? right? So that thing triggered a depression, you know, a depressive symptom, which would be this low energy, low mood. I don't, I don't have a lot of motivation to do things. Right. And now I want to touch on your point of you know depression doesn't just look like sadness and hopelessness all the time it doesn't look like that um my biggest i guess example which kind of hurt when i heard but you know robin williams you know i, I like liked his comedy loved his comedy but he was depressed right at, um i don't know if it was the whole time but he suffered from major depression and honestly i would have never known just you know hearing from the man 
and the jokes that he told. And that I think that's when it really kind of hit me that, you know, depression doesn't always look like sadness. I think it could look like anything until it's um, mm-hmm. until somebody comes to terms with it. That is absolutely true. Um, and, and, you know, so, you know, I, I love to teach um, self-awareness because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're aware, truly aware of yourself, right? Like I know what makes me sad. I know what makes me mad. I know how to get myself into a happy mood. I'm aware if my mood shifted, mm-hmm. if you can be present within um, you're able to really notice these things because depression happens to everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm going to venture and say that, you know, it, it, it does, um, you know, it won't go away right. um, forever, forever, right? right? Like things will happen that will make you sad. Things will happen that will, you know, change your appetite or change your motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, bring on these feelings of, I just don't even want to be here anymore because the weight feels so heavy. Um, But being able to notice these things and not giving them a lot of power, um, you know, just by knowing what it is, because, you know, I think for the most of us, if we don't know what something is, we kind of give it more power and and fear, right? So um, learning about depression um, learning about what you are like when you're depressed mm-hmm. um, is most helpful than anything because we can learn about Robin Williams' way of depression. We can learn about Taraji P. Henson's, you know, mm-hmm. battle, right? Um, you know, but what about mine? Like, what does my depression look like? What does it look like when I'm sad? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I know we I talked about this on previous episodes somewhere, but it is about knowing yourself and paying attention to yourself, you know? At the very end, you know, my main thing is we talk about so many things, but the one thing that matters, and that's our own well-being, we got to start looking at how we respond to certain things that we come across in the world. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, I mean, I'm giving y'all some little free nuggets that I talk to my own clients about. Okay, okay. <laughs> or my staff. I talk to my staff about it, too. I, you know, I'm like, yes, we're a, a group practice, but mm-hmm. like, you know, you can be depressed in the workplace. So I'm the type of leader who like, let's talk about it. Like I've learned your, your norms, how you interact. And so when I see something off, like I, we bring it up, we talk about it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So like knowing yourself and, and the biggest thing is like, nobody is responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. you are. So I'm responsible for, you know, how I respond to things or, um, how I handle my depression, right? How do I handle when something traumatic happens to me? How I handle asking for help, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm responsible ultimately. Um, and I think that sometimes we, we kind of unintentionally, because we're human and there's no mental health one-on-one class <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to advocate for yourself and speak up and, and you know, also be able to ask for help. Those things are very, very important. No, you're right. You're right. Um, so let's talk about the, the signs of depression, especially in black minds. Are there certain signs of depression that you see more in black faces and then, you know, in other faces out there and people of color, period? Yes. And, I'm, you know, due to the current state of things, um, first off, we're in a pandemic, which is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In it. Um, and then, you know, we're we're in this constant state of pain, 
right. as black people right. um, from the the way of the world. So, you know, you asked the question about, you know, what do I see um, in the black community or black minds in terms of signs of depression? I, I see a lot of trauma, um, period. I mean, when I meet someone who, who's of a person of color, and sometimes not, um, and they, and I go through a trauma assessment and they're like, no, I don't have anything that happened to me. And I'm like, mm, I'm not trying to make everybody have a, have PTSD, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things happen that are out of your control mm-hmm. that completely throw you off. Right. Um, and they impact the way you operate in this world. So that's trauma. Um, you don't have to have gone to the war. You don't have to have, um, um, you know, been in a bad car accident, had been abused, um, there are other things. So I see a lot of stressful events. I see a lot of um, um, trauma that leads to depression um, from people of color. And um, and I think that that's like the main thing that I, that I see as, as signs. Um, and then also, it can be something, and this may sound different, but it's, it's also like the cultural language. Okay. So... You know, they may say something like, um, you know, I know I'm just being weak or um, I know I need to just get over it or I need to, like, even when I see males, you know, I just need to man up. Um, um, I I hear these things as well. Um, And I'm like, well, but you kind of reached out or somebody was worried about you enough to have you call, right? Right. and, you know, I think isolation is a huge one, right? Um, where you tend to see people that are like, yeah, I hadn't really been hanging around everyone like I normally do because um, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to face them because I feel like they may see <laughs> mm-hmm. see that depression on me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um, so, of course, given the times that we're in with George Floyd, I do want to talk about that. Um, and not just him, but all the other deaths that we see, my other question is, you know, can is anger a part of depression as well? Absolutely. It's, you know, it's a secondary emotion. It's, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's usually something else sitting behind that anger. So um, anger is definitely something else that, that we see. Um, and, you know, I think not having been heard, mm-hmm. not having been seen, mm-hmm. um, maybe I have spoken up and said something. Um, you know, anger really comes out as like, this is my last result, you know, resort. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to express to you besides anger. Right. And right. then I get more from that anger. Um, but truly I'm sad, you know, I'm, um, I'm hurting. Um, and, and so I'm going to hurt, I'm going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. yell, hurt myself. Um, because I am sad, I am depressed, um, but I don't know what to do with that. What does that mean, being depressed? Right. Black Mind Chronicles is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. But what is BetterHelp? BetterHelp is an online portal that provides direct-to-consumer access to behavioral health services. The online counseling and therapy services are provided both online as well as through text messages. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. 
The service is available for clients worldwide. You can start communicating in just under 24 hours and you can log into your account anytime to send a message to your counselor. There's a special offer for Black Mind Chronicle listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash blackmind. And we're back. So is there a domino effect of events that causes depression in black minds? So for my example, you know, society making black men and women to start, you know, feel like they're less than in terms of looks and intelligence. And then, you know, that leads to self-image, insecurities, lack of self-confidence, which feeds into feelings of worthlessness and it sets and setbacks hit them even harder because they feel they already felt worthless. Now setbacks don't make it feel any better. And then as we talked about, you know, family support is broken. So there's no um, support there to, to say otherwise, you know, so is that, is that a, domino effect that just does that that you know causes depression even more well that's um really interesting i i find um that i always like to go back to the person um Mm -hmm. society i I did study sociology Mm -hmm. and you know groups of people and 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 society as well and that that most certainly 110 percent is a huge factor um, in some of the, uh, the ways that people, uh, respond to things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, would there be like a, a Martin Luther King, <laughs> um, if that was a hundred percent true? Um, right. you know, so it goes back to like, what am I, like what happens in those formative years, those early years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like who is around the kid, who is around the person, who is around you, right? Right. So I want to talk, I took a survey recently. It's called Voice of the People. At least that's what I'm calling it. Um, I just wanted to get a feel for, you know, the certain age groups out there and what they're going through as a whole. Um, so the survey I took, I actually received a snapshot of ages 20 to 20, let's say 20 to 29, just about. And their, okay. and their state of mind today. And the respondents were honestly evenly comprised of black, white, and Latino. And all the participants stated that they have dealt with depression or they're going through depression. And I asked them, you know, what, asked them, how does your depression affect you? And they stated, you know, it, it stresses me out. Their depression stresses them out. So they're, they're aware they're depressed and it's not making it any better. Um, it physically drains them, and they said that the, some of them said that they're always questioning how they view things and people. Um, another mm-hmm. respondent said, you know, I shut down, and I try to seclude myself. And another individual said, I have, I never have energy to do anything, and I eat a lot more when I'm depressed. And the last one said, you know, it bothers them in work, relationships. It affects their work, it affects their relationships, and their, I believe they said their drive to socialize. Um, and that's reflective of everything that we've talked about thus far. So I mean, everything, everything tracks. Yeah. So, right. So first, I mean, kudos and props and, and, um, um, for the, the, the respondents, you know, to the survey, because it takes a lot of, 
inner strength to admit to yourself or, or to admit to others, right, that I am depressed and this is what it looks like. The thing that you have to think about is that depression has been there for a while, you know, um, so it's going to take a while to undo some of the things that have taken root, right? Um, so there won't be an easy fix. And I know that's not uh, the answer a lot of people want to hear. Oh, right. Um, right. But, it, but it does. It, it takes time. Um, is the pressure from, because remember, these are millennials and Gen X. So and my question to you is, is the pressure from our parents or guardians or society maybe, is it, is the pressure to succeed too much on today's generation? I mean, especially for black men and women, has this caused a strain on us from your viewpoint? You know what? I, and I, I'm like, I told you from the beginning, I'm mm-hmm. a different kind of therapist. So mm-hmm. um, my answer may not be the norm, no, go ahead. but um, no, I okay. don't think the pressure is too high mm-hmm. because I, you can't put anything on me that I don't allow. Okay. So, I think the pressures we put on ourselves, the expectations we, we give ourselves mm-hmm. are too high um, or not, not um, forgiving. Um, you know, um, I love that you, you know, well, that you gave that survey and then the, the answer to one of the greatest, the, the questions um, about the greatest amount of stress is false expectations is because that's something um, I do in like, the first couple sessions with the client, you know, um, I look at and we talk about the expectations they have of other people because mm-hmm. sometimes I could be expecting something of, from a person that they have no idea about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you weren't raised in my household. You don't know my cultural norms. Um, no matter if we're, we're, we're black or we're not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I put these expectations on other people and when they don't meet them, then I'm mad. And then they wondering like, Hey, why are you mad? And then you can't say, cause you know, they ain't never really knew, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so that, I see that. And I'm glad they pointed that out. And another one is I put these expectations on myself. Um, something I see a lot of us do. And I say us, because I am a part of that. Um, as I, you know, I have, I've gotten better, but you know, I would put these high expectations on myself and, um, and and when I, I would have to wait until the end result happened before I could celebrate or, or the exhale, right? Right. right. Um, and, and that's uh, burnout, you know, like that, you kind of steal your confidence away when you, when you don't take time to break your expectations down or break those monumental uh, goals down. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that can lead to depression or that can lead to anxiety. Um, so, you know, looking at what expectations have I put on myself? Like, mm-hmm. am I trying to reach this by the time I hit 30? Uh, I need to have X, Y, and Z, you know. Um, you know, am I putting these expectations that, you know, um, I'm going to be happy six, you know, seven out of seven days of the week, mm-hmm. you know? Um mm-hmm. What expectations are you putting on yourself in regards to your friends, in regards to your your partner, in regards to your family, um, in regards to yourself, um, and how much room or space are you giving yourself for air? You know, how nice are you to yourself? So my last last point, you know, the and we're I think we're circling back again, the best practices on how to help those suffering. But I have a few questions. So 
for let's say somebody else is suffering from depression and you are there wanting to help um, and you don't know how. So could one person or could you reach out to maybe their friends or their family to, you know, try to get advice on how they operate during this time or during their depressed moods to try to help them out? Yeah, I definitely don't see why it hurts, you know. I mean, you have, if you if you can see something, like they say, say something, right? Mm-hmm. So, But you have to be willing to follow that through. Um, right. So, you know, I see something, I say something with kindness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just saying I'm worried about you. So being willing to help give that assist. I don't know if y'all play basketball, but sometimes you got you to gotta give an assist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. And my next question is for those who honestly don't know, because um, I know everybody's different, but the question is, how long does a wave of depression last? You know, is there an average time? Oh, gosh. So, it, it, again, it goes back to just you mm-hmm. um, because it, it does. It's, it's all over the board. It can last for months. It can last for, you know, years. It can last for um, a few hours. Um, so, and more than anything, how long am I depressed? How long um, have I been um, shutting myself off from people or, mm-hmm. or being sad? How long does that typically last? Because, again, we got to remember that there's a thing such as like a smiling depression. So there's um, like from nine to five, Monday through Friday, I might not look depressed, you know, right. I'm, uh, appear, appear depressed. Um, so your mind can trick you cause you like, no, well, I was talking and all happy with people. Um, but then as soon as I got off work or as soon as I made it home, I'm closed off in my room. Right. I'm not really answering the phone. So there's that depression. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still there at nine to five, but it was hidden. So, um, learning what your depression is and, um, is very, very important. And that's why, you know, I recommend therapy, um, at least give it a try for a few months, um, because that will allow you the space to figure out what your depression looks like. Every, every episode I learned something new and something better. So. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, um, I think we did this together. I can't take all the credit. <laughs> there is one thing I would love to recommend. Yes, um, I don't know if you talked about it on your book. I mean, in your podcast, but but have you heard of um, PTSS? I have not. Before? What is that? So it's called post-traumatic slave syndrome, mm-hmm. and um, it's a very very good read. Um, and it talks about um, basically like trauma with black people, and um, and it can it can paint a picture for you um, about the things that we've gone through as black people mm-hmm. and how some of the depression we see experience now or some of the anxiety we experience now, you know, black males going into the world or um, black females, um, you know, being at home or not being at home, um, how that affects the families. But it's such a, such a good read. Um, it's like, it's one of those books that it was like, man, that should have been like my history book right. <laughs> when I was a kid. Right. Um, but I would recommend that to you guys. Um, it's so, so good. Hi everyone, I wanted to make this clear in post-edit. The name of the book is Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome by Dr. Joy DeGruy.
Look for the book's information in my show's description. All right. No, I, thank you. I will definitely look that up myself. Thank you. Yes. I like it. Well, do you have any any last plugs where people can find you, social media? Of course. So you can find me at Elated Counseling. Um, we are on social media, so Facebook and Instagram. I have not figured out Twitter, so forgive <laughs> me. Um, and uh, we're also um, um, on Psychology Today. You can find all of our providers on there. Um, and we also have a website, www.elatedcounseling.com. Um, we pride ourselves on being a modern, um, authentic uh, practice, and um, and it is authentic because you won't find either me walking around barefoot or us cackling um, or inside jokes. You'll find it all. So, um, but if even if you don't reach out to me, I encourage you to reach out to someone else because we have a lot of amazing um, therapy professionals in the world who would love to um, help alleviate some of that depression or, or start the conversation if you want to just talk about it. All right. Well, Allison, once again, thank you. Thank you, Chase. <laughs> thank you for joining me for this episode of Black Mind Chronicles. I hope you heard something today that helps put your mind at ease about talking to a licensed professional and to know above all else that you are not alone. This show was produced and edited by myself, Chase Jackson. Subscribe and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Facebook at Black Mind Chronicles and on Twitter at Chronicles Black. Email the show at blackmindch at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Black Mind Chronicles. Thank you.